We love you and we speak the blessing of God over your life. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person that will watch this today. And I pray, God, that any generational curse would be broken off their life and any spirit that would be diametrically opposed to their progress in you would be dismissed today. Father, let revelation run its course in each home, in each place that this is heard or viewed. And I give you praise for all that shall be accomplished through this message today. And I thank you for every woman that will be touched by the word of God on this day in Jesus' name. And everyone said, praise the Lord. I'm going to preach a message this morning that is entitled, Mama Said Everything is All Right. Mama Said Everything is is all right. You know, when your mom, I don't know about you, but my mom was a, she was a nurturer. And uh, when I got sick, I didn't want my dad coming in there laying the cold rag over my forehead. I wanted my mom to do it. <laughs> when I was feeling bad, I wanted my mom to rub my back. There's something that mothers can provide that men just cannot give. And I was thinking about the season that we're in, and this, this pandemic has created a pressure cooker for so many of us. I'll say that again. This pandemic has been like a pressure cooker for so many people. Parents are now teachers, right? Mothers that would normally leave their children at the daycare or with babysitters have had to be at home with their children. Roles within the family are suddenly being emphasized and certainly magnified during this season. So it's not all bad. Because we're learning to be family again. I was raised in a home where my mother was that stay-at-home mom. So these seasons are very familiar to me. To see my mom in the kitchen, to see my mom working around the house, to see my mom when I came home from school, that, that made sense to me. And so something that preaching a Mother's Day message is too exclusionary. I thought about this in prayer today. There are many people that think, why preach a Mother's Day message? Because it excludes so many women. In other words, it's too messy for them. And I thought about that. And I thought, there are women who want children but can't have children. And they're going to hear this message today. And I thought, there are women who live with a sense of regret because they had an abortion at some point in their life. They're going to hear this message today. There are women who have had miscarriages that long to have children. And they're going to hear this message today as well. There are women who gave their children up for adoption. They're going to hear this message today. There are women who were adopted and they are now mothers. They're going to hear this message today. There are women who were raised by their fathers and never knew their moms, they're going to hear this message today. There are women who their mothers passed away too early, and they're going to hear this message today. And finally, there are women who have had very strained relationships with their moms for one reason or another, and they're going to hear this message today. But I can promise you, when this message is over, if you are a female, you're going to be encouraged by the Word of God. You're going to be blessed by the word of God. I have often thought we should just take this day and rename it. Instead of Mother's Day, just call it Women's Day. Not Mother's Day, but Women's Day. 
Now, we'll listen to Pastor Rick very carefully. After thinking that, I decided this. I'm just going to stay with the thought that the truth remains that the role of a mother will never be replaced. Therefore, you can't just call it Women's Day. You have to call it Mother's Day because mothers scripturally cannot be replaced. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 11 says, there is a generation that curses their father and watch now, does not bless their mother, which means to speak well of their mom. There's a generation that doesn't have a word in their mouth that is of benefit to their mothers. And I thought of other things in scripture that are interesting in relation to the role of the mother. One of the greatest mothers in all of scripture, as far as we know, had no children. I'm going to say that again. As far as we know, Deborah, who is one of the greatest mothers in all of the Bible, had no children. And in Judges chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible says that village life ceased. This is Deborah speaking. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I arose a mother. Did you hear that? Now, we don't know that she even had children, but the, the Bible says things stopped until she got up. Things ceased until Deborah arose a mother in Israel. Mothers have a way of activating things. Mothers have a way of initiating things. Mothers have a way of creating motivation. And Deborah says everything was still until I, you know what I believe? I believe the Holy Spirit is calling for women to rise up. Not just as women, but rise up as mothers. I hope you're hearing me. Paul the apostle refers to a woman who did not give him birth by saying she was a mother to me. What are you talking about, Pastor Rick? Romans chapter 16, verse 13. Look at it real quick. Paul says, greet Rufus. Now, who is Rufus? Rufus is the son of Simon the Cyrenian. Simon from Cyrene is the guy that carried Christ's cross. Can I take it a little further? Cyrene is a region in North Africa, which means Simon was a black man and he carried the cross of Christ. I was thinking about what we are going through. Racism again? A young man jogging and you're going to shoot him because you think he might be? Come on. Racism has to stop in this nation. It has to cease. Wake up and realize we are really all created equal. That young man had a mom. And I saw his mom the other day on TV and how broken she was because of what she went through. Now, watch this. Paul says, greet Rufus, the son of Simon of Cyrene, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own. And watch what he says. And also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying to you. Paul had an influence from a woman. In essence, he was raised in an integrated family. 
In essence, it was a black mother who had influence on Paul's life. You know, when I started traveling in ministry, as many of you know, I was raised in the South and everything that comes with that. The first guy I go to in the ministry with is a, is a black preacher from Tulsa, Oklahoma named Carlton Pearson. And I learned something very young in life, early on in ministry, that in the churches he preached in, there was what was referred to as church mothers. Now, let me tell you something. You did not mess with the church mothers. And church mothers had a certain area they set in the church. When church was over, they'd pull them heels off and put what they called their jiffies on, which is their house shoes. And they would slip into the back kitchen and start preparing the peach cobbler and the fried chicken for the bishop and his elders to eat after church. And I watched those mothers work around churches for years. And I started learning that not only are spiritual fathers significant to the body of Christ, but as much as we need patriarchs, we also need matriarchs. As much as we need spiritual fathers, we also need spiritual mothers. And I can't tell you how many of those older ladies would lay hands on me and would pray for me and believe God with me. And I thank God for the influence that those women had in my life. Someone said this, the commonest fallacy among women is that simply having children makes you a mother which is as absurd as believing that having a piano makes you a musician. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) I know women who have never had children that are better mothers than women who have had children. And it's just a fact. So mother and motherhood, mothering, It's not just giving birth. It's an office that is occupied by women who care, by women who can conceive, by women who understand the art of carrying something into its fruition. So I encourage you women today, even though you may have never had a child, you can still be a mother. Stand as a mother in a generation that is desperately in need of women who know how to nurture, who know how to pray, who know how to care, who know how to carry, who know how to conceive. Thank you, Josh. All right. Evidently, there's a problem with the mic, but I'm not going to let the mic mess with my message called Mama Said. Everything is all right. A mother is the truest friend we have. When trials heavy and sudden fall upon us, when adversity takes the place of prosperity, when friends desert us, when trouble thickens around us, still will she cling to us and endeavor by her kind precepts and counsels to dissipate the clouds of darkness and cause peace to return to our hearts. That's a quote from Washington Irving. The power of being a mother. I wrote this this morning. The most important occupation on earth for women or for a woman is to be a real mother. It does not have much glory to it. Matter of fact, there's a lot of grit and grime attached to it. 
But there's no greater place of ministry. Hear me today. There's no greater place of ministry. There's no greater place of position. There's no greater place of power than that of a mother. Hallelujah. That's my introduction. I want you to go with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. I won't read all of it. I'll just set it up for you. Elisha the prophet, the Bible says, continually passes by this woman's house. The Bible refers to her as the Shunammite woman. The Bible says that she recognizes that, watch carefully, he is a man of God. Thank God for women who can discern what a man is. Thank God for women who can discern what a man carries. And she recognized he was a man. She goes to her husband and she says, this prophet passes by us continually. We see him, but we're not connected to him. We know about him, but we're not connected to him. And she said, let us build a little room on our house. In essence, a prophet's quarters. And we'll put a table in there and a lamp. We'll put a bed in there so that he can come and refresh himself and he can rest and he can reflect and he can get revelation. <laughs> so they built a little room onto their house. My God, today, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Thank God for women that know the power of connecting their house to what God is doing. Make room for what God is doing in your house, mama. Make room for what God is doing in your house, woman of God. So they made room. Now watch what happens. The prophet Elisha says to Gehazi, his servant, go find out what this woman needs. He came back and he says she has no children. And the prophet says, call her to me. Watch what the Bible says. She immediately positioned herself in the door. I came by to tell women today, get in the door. Stand in the place where you can hear God again. And when she stood in the door, the place of passage, the portal of prophetic utterance, the prophet looked at her and he said, by this time, my God, today, by this time next year, you're going to have a son in your arms. And watch what that woman said. She said, don't lie to me, which means she had been dreaming of it. And she didn't want her dream to bring disappointment. And she, he said to her, you're going to have a baby by this season next year. I came by to tell all the moms and the women today, give it one year. By this time next year, you're not going to look like you've been looking. You're not going to be carrying what you've been carrying. God is about to give you your dream and dissipate your disappointment. Hold on, woman, one more year. Your dream is on its way. In Jesus' name. So the Bible says that she went on from him. Now watch what happens now. Time passes and the boy grows up. All in the same chapter. The Bible says the boy goes out to his father in the field. Now he's walking. He's not a baby now. He's a young man. Now he's talking. Yeah. Now he's carrying himself. The dream is carrying himself. He goes out to his father in the field and he says, my head, my head. The father says to the servant, 
take the boy to his mother. Now, what is he saying? He could be saying, I don't care, but I don't think that's what he's saying. He could be saying, this don't matter to me, but I don't think that's what he's saying. He said, carry him to his mother. I think what the father was saying is, his mother's got something to offer that I just don't have. His mother's got something she can give him that I can't give him. Take him to his mother. The Bible says she goes and he goes and takes the baby. Lord have mercy to the mother. The Bible says that the boy died. Now watch what mama did. Watch what mama did. Mama took him to the room that she already built for the prophet. She laid that boy on the prophet's bed. She shut the door. You got to read it in 2 Kings chapter 4. Sometimes you got to shut the door on what's dead. Stop letting everybody else speak to it. Stop letting everybody else see it. Close it off and say, God, you're going to have to make it live again. You gave it to me. Now make it live again. She laid that boy on that bed. Then she went out, the Bible says, to her husband. And she says to her husband, Give me one of your servants and one donkey so that we can go and find the man of God. Watch what the husband says. It's a new moon. Why bother him now? Let me tell you something. When it's dear to you, when it's your dream, when it's your promise, tell your neighbor, I ain't got time for all that. And that's what she said. She said to him, now listen what she said. Don't worry about it. Because everything, y'all ain't hearing me today, everything is all right. That's what she tells the dad. Everything, don't even worry about it. I got this. Everything is all right. And I came by to tell you moms, I came by to tell you women today, it may look dead. The door may be shut. The husband may be out of order. The family may be dislocated and out of position. But you got a word, mama. You got a word, mama. Just say it today. Everything is all right. This boy shall live again. My dream shall live again. My family shall come back together again. I shall have everything God promised me that I would have. Oh, Lord. Some of y'all need to stop following and start pursuing. Following is an act of obedience, but pursuing is an act of desperation. She tells that servant with that donkey, she said, lead on. And she said, drive forward and don't slow down till I tell you. I came by to tell you, mama, get a word in your mouth. Get a word in your mouth that says I'm going forward. I'm not slowing down. I'm not backing up. I'm not shrinking back until I get what God promised me that I would enjoy. Drive on. Push forward. Do not put your life in neutral. Do not go back to the way you used to be. Drive forward. And they drove forward. And the prophet sees her coming. The prophet sends his servants and says, go ask the woman what's going on. And she told him, my son is dead. The servant came back to the prophet and said, take my staff with you and go lay it on the boy. So he approaches the mother with the staff. But mama said, no, uh-uh, that ain't going to work. The staff is not what I came for. 
I came for the man of God. I came for the prophet. I came to the one who spoke this into existence, and I'm not going back without you. I came by to tell you, mama, go back to where it started. Go back to where God promised it to you. Go back to where God spoke to you. Get a determination in your soul that says, I am not changing my mind. I'm not going to slow down. I'm not going to turn back until what you promise lives again. Mama, your family shall live again. Woman, your dream shall live again. And the Bible says after much persistence that the prophet went with the woman. They go back to the house. The Bible says that the prophet put everybody out the house and he went in to that boy. He laid down, y'all better hear me today, on that boy eye to eye. Read the Bible, mouth to mouth. In other words, the prophet said, I'm about to give you your vision back. And I'm about to give you your inspiration back. He lays down on a dead boy. Not one time. The Bible says the first time he gets up and he walks around the room. And he's thinking, all right, this may take more than one time. Mama, I came to tell you when the door is closed, God is moving around in your room of destiny. And he walked around. He laid down on the boy the second time. And the Bible says no breath came to his lungs, even though he's eye to eye and mouth to mouth. So the third time the prophet gets up, he walks around the room again. He lays down on the boy one more time. Somebody say one more time. Eye to eye, mouth to mouth. And the Bible says suddenly the boy sneezed seven times. Seven is the number of perfection. Seven is the number of perfecting the promise. He sneezed out. I came by to tell you that there's an exhale coming out of your promise. Your promise is about to live again, but you have to believe that God is working when you can't see. Your promise is sneezing right now. Your promise is blowing out all impurities. Your promise is blowing out all infection. Your promise is blowing out all disease. When that boy sneezed seven times, the prophet said, deliver this boy where? To his mother. Carry him to his mother. And I came by to tell you moms today and you mothers today, get ready. Because you promised that boy, you know that one that you prayed for? When he was eight years old, he's in the altar. And he's crying with his hands raised, but now he's 18. And he's rebellious. And he hardly goes to church. Now he's 28. He's got his own family. And it doesn't seem like he's interested in the things of God. I came to tell you, that boy is coming back. That daughter is coming back, mama. Woman, your dream is coming back, and it shall live again. I hear God saying, mama, get ready, because everything is all right. When she tells her husband everything is all right, no, it's not A-L-R-I-G-H-T. It's two words. Everything is all, A-L-L, right. What are you saying, Pastor Rick? It's all working for your good. It's all right. The disappointment is all right. Y'all don't hear me. The hurt is all right. The rejection is all right. The pain is all right. Every event is all right. 
Because it's all working for your good. Mama, say it today. It's all right. Mama, get up and walk around your house today and say it's all right. My husband acting crazy. The checkbook ain't got no money, but it's all right. Tell your children who are discouraged by this pandemic and this phase of shelter in place. Tell your children everything is all right. Don't wait for daddy to do it. Don't wait for papa to do it. Don't wait for any of you do it. Mama, put your mantle on and say everything is all right because some things will never change until you arise a mother. Take your role. See, there's something powerful about mothers. My mom, the queen of my heart. Woo! My mom didn't just carry me in her womb. She carried me in her spirit. She didn't carry me just biologically. She carried me spiritually. I stand before this sacred desk today because a woman, a mother, would lay her little hands on my face and say, Ricky, I plead the blood of Jesus over you. I know you're about to go out this house and cut up and act a fool, but I plead the blood of Jesus over you. The same way you left, son, is the same way you coming home. She would tell me that every night. She would look at me and she would say, Ricky, you're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. You're going to preach all over the world. Everything mama told me happened. Everything mama said happened. I remember when my appendix ruptured when I was 12 years old and the doctors thought I was going to die in the hospital 21 days and lost 18 pounds. But when mama walked in my room and said, Ricky, everything is going to be all right, I believed it just because mama said it. My Bible tells me through the prophet Ezekiel that your mother is like a vine in your blood. What is in your mama is also in you. That's what Paul told Timothy. Your faith is an unfeigned faith. It's the faith I saw in your grandmother. It's the faith I saw in your mother, and I see it in you. And my mama told me you're going to live and everything's going to be all right. Guess what happened? I lived, and everything was all right. When I am 18 years old, a senior in high school, and lose sight in my left eye, my mama told me everything going to be all right. And I came by to tell you, mama, what you say is what you're going to see. Speak over your children at that breakfast table. Speak over your children when they are laying in that bed at night. Walk in there and plead the blood of Jesus over them. When they sound asleep, just rub it all over their bed. Walk all around their room and claim, proclaim, decree, and declare Jesus is your Lord and Savior. I speak to you today, mama. Everything is all right. I love y'all. If women decide things are going to change, let me tell you what's going to happen. Things are going to change. Jeremiah said, the violence of the street shall not cease until we call for the travailing women. You want racism to stop? We need women praying. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus said, men ought always pray and not faint. Luke chapter 18, then he told the story of a woman. Why? Because even Jesus knew a woman can outpray a man. I'm sorry, brothers. But when women start praying, things start changing. 
And I came by to tell you this nation will change when women stand up and say enough is enough. My mama used to say that I done had all I can take. When she said that, you better duck and dodge because she going to get you. Well, I hear women rising up in this generation saying enough is enough. I've done had all I'm going to take. Things are about to change. So, Mama, lift your hand right there. I know you got tears coming down your face. I can see you. I know God is touching you in your living room right now. If there are children and a husband near you, I'm going to ask them to lay their hands on you right now. Come on, babies. Touch your mama. Come on, husband. Come on, daddy. Touch your mama. Pastor Rick, I'm single, and I got a little baby. Just hold your baby. Hold your baby. Now all of you pray over your mom right now. Speak a blessing over your mother right now. You tell your mom everything's going to be all right for the hundreds of times she told you the same. Tell your mom, I'm praying for you, mom. I love you, mama. I love you. Speak that blessing over your mom today. Come on, touch your mama right there in the living room. Daddies, touch your wife. Pray over them. Everything's going to be all right, Mom. We're going to make it through this season. Zion will praise again. Everything will be all right. Do you feel him in your house there? You feel his presence right there? I feel it right here. So I know you feel it right there. It's tangible. And he's encouraging you, Mama. He's encouraging you women. You be blessed today. Now listen, while everybody's praying, if you're not right with God, I want you to pray with me today. I want you to believe with me today. It's real simple. Jesus loves you with everything he has. He loves you enough to die for you. And all you have to do is say, Lord, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And at that moment, that happens. When you say, forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of unrighteousness, he immediately does it. And your life changes and you become a new creation and old things pass away and all things become new. Would you give your life to Jesus today? Would you do that? Mom, if you're away from him, would you come home? Would you come home to the Father? Would you come home to Jesus, Mom? Give your heart back to Jesus. He'll keep you. He'll preserve you. He promised he would. If you prayed that prayer today, please let us know. Saints, we love you. We pray you were blessed today. Please stay in contact and connection with Quest Church, and we'll let you know what's on the calendar. Today, though, to every mom, listen, sit your mama down and rub her feet with some lotion. <laughs> Cook her a meal. Give her a massage. Massage her shoulders. Just tell her to sit down. I got it, mama, today. And you do whatever she wants you to do. You be a blessing today. There's a generation that should be blessing their mother. I love y'all. Success to you and success to the kingdom of God.